picked up by the Sixers. Simmons, beautiful finish off the line. Uh, Simmons, and nicely done, the slam by Ben Simmons. Here's that play again, you can see the pick and roll, that's a nice bounce pass to Ben. Young fella drawing the defense, Ben, catch and finish. As Simmons got it back, it slams for two, Ben Simmons. Game to me, there's the loose ball. Ben coming up with it, splitting two defenders, Snell and Morris. He's got Simmons, there it is, and down it goes. Oh, Ben Simmons with some sugar. Yeah, well, he's having a great night. Here's history. Take a look at the spot up in the corner. Everybody on the bench knows it's coming. No hesitation, elbow in, beautiful knockdown. For their Simmons, yes, he did it! I have a dream. That one day, this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. Sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners will they be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood? I have a dream that one day even the state of Mississippi, a state sweltering with the heat of injustice, sweltering with the heat of oppression, will be transformed into an oasis of freedom and justice. I have a dream. My four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream. Yeah, welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to another edition of Philly Full Court Press. I'm your host, Big T Will34. You guys can follow that Twitter handle. I got my man Nat Marlowe behind the glass. What's oh, what's up, going Nat? on, T Will? How you doing, man? Excellente, my brother. How you doing? Oh, fantastic. Yo, first and foremost, happy Martin Luther King Day to everybody out there. If you're not working, enjoy it. And uh if you don't know him, research him. The guy was a uh, a reason why we're all standing here doing the things we're doing together. And uh, we got a special guest today. You know, this guy's uh, very knowledgeable in hoops and all Philly sports. I consider him as a friend. He's the host of 97.5, the Fanatics morning show, Farzetta and Trey. And he has uh, he's also a multi-platinum NBC Sports Philadelphia media for NBC Sports Philadelphia. Give it up, everybody, for Mark Farzetta. <laughs> What's going Hello, on, Mark? Everyone. What what's happening? Uh, I'll ta- uh, do you have an in studio audience? Because if if you do, I, I you know I don't hear the applause, but I'll hit my hat <laughs> for them. They're here, man. They're here. Oh, they are wild, man. They are wild. They're here, man, because of you. It's all because of you, Farzi. You know that. <laughs> it's, it's my pleasure to come on with you, and thank you for sharing you, me with your audience. 
Oh, man, the, the pleasure's all mine. But, uh, you know, so let's get down to business, man, because, uh, you know, we have all the time in the world to BS with each other. But, you know, I want to talk about this Philadelphia 76ers team right now because in my eyes, they're very frustrating. You know, they're they're I, me right now. They're not playing up to the potential they should be. I think there's a disconnect between the team that they have built with Elton Brand and the style of play that Brett Brown wants to use. And it seems like uh, it's been a tug and war through this season right now. And uh, let me get your thoughts on that, Mark. How do you feel right now where the Sixers sit right now in the fifth seed of the NBA Eastern Conference? Well, it's very disappointing where they're at right now. And I know uh, when we got into this on the radio today, we had talked about it's not just about beating the Knicks. It's not just about beating the Bulls, you know, whatever, on January 18th and January 17th. It's about where they stack up over the long haul and the style of basketball that we've been watching over the last two games and really over the last ten games with the Sixers, it leaves a lot to be desired because we're supposed to be continuously measuring them against teams like the Celtics, teams like the Raptors, and we'll get to do that again on Wednesday, and also a team like the Bucks. Now, I know everyone wants to be excited about the Christmas Day game against the Bucks, but they shot lights out. I don't see the Sixers being able to do that again. But really, overall, with this team, it's been disappointing this year. We're talking about a team that's supposed to be one or two in the Eastern Conference Two at the worst. The worst. All the buildup that they did over the offseason. So as, as good as they've played at times, it, they've still left a lot, to be desi- a lot to be desired. You've seen guys like Joel Embiid when he's healthy, not look like he's in shape. Ben Simmons looks like he has continued his elite defense, uh, his elite aggressiveness in attacking the basket for at least half of a game, usually in the first half. Disappears um, really, second half. You have Al Horford has not worked out to the way we would have liked him to work out in the early goings here with the Sixers. What we're hoping now as Sixers fans is that the Sixers have their best basketball still ahead of them. It's going to come down to really the last 20 to 25 games where we'll really know what we have with this team. I'm not saying that those last 25 games they are going to prove themselves, that they can be a legit Eastern Conference contender, but I will say that in those last 25 games, in the last 20 games, we'll really know if they are, in fact, a finals contender. I'll, I'll tell you this much, Mark. Uh, right now, to this day, i got to correct myself. They're actually six. They're one game behind the Pacers because the Pacers came back mm-hmm. and won last night. But uh, I'll, I'll tell you right now, uh, I, I agree with you to this point, but most teams that are re- ready to make a nice playoff run usually start doing it right now in January. And the Sixers are 8-14 and 14 away from uh, the Wells Fargo Center, and they're 5-5 five and five the last 10. <laughs> In B's situation, we know he's going to be out. Mr. Glass, I call him lately. He's going to be out till uh, at least the All-Star break, if not more. And, uh, you know, Ben Simmons disappearing in the second half. I mean, that's not, that's not championship material. No, not even a little bit. And I think uh, this is where I give Ben Simmons the benefit of the doubt. I think Ben really, really wants to win. And I think that Ben uh, is the type of guy that wants to grow into that killer role. I think we have seen flashes of that when he gets really upset, really angry, and that's where we see it, or really determined, I should say, to use a less dramatic term. But when we saw him in Game 2 against the Nets last year, you saw a guy that was, in fact, afraid of getting booed by his hometown crowd again. We saw a guy that was kicked in the ass, and he responded. I wish it didn't have to come to, I wish it didn't have to, come to that to get the best version of Ben Simmons. Right. But the one thing is we want to see him really take that next step forward in his career, and we haven't been able to do that. When we see him in the first half uh, against a team like um, uh, the Bulls, for instance, you know he comes out and he's aggressive in the first half. He's, uh, he's able to go to the basket. He's able to you know, really be determined when it comes to get to the rim. 
But then he really starts relying more so on his teammates. And Friday night's win over the Bulls was really the perfect example of what Ben Simmons needs around him, a shooter that can constantly knock down threes. And when you have Furkan Korkmaz in the fourth quarter, really in the late in the third quarter even, start to knock down those three-pointers, that's where you see the team start to go to the next level as an entire unit. So you'd Ben th- is penetrating and able to kick the basketball out to a Furkan Korkmaz or a Matisse Seibel or a Tobias Harris, and they're consistently knocking down those outside shots. That's where you see the Sixers, without Joel Embiid in this particular instance, really play the best basketball they can possibly play. Yeah, they got to get up and down the court. They got to run. You know, when Embiid went out last season, or was it the season before when he went on that 15 or 16 game winning streak, uh, they got out and ran. You know, Brett let Ben do what Ben does, and Ben's a walk in uh, fast break you know, every time mm-hmm. he touches the ball. So if Ben could get out and run. You know, and it looks like his running mate from a lot of the clips that we've been watching over the last uh, couple hours and the last uh, couple days, a lot of uh, his running mate has been Tobias Harris. So if Tobias Harris is going to continue to run and Ben's going to run, I mean, Brett, let's go. Let's get them out there, run, you know, get back to the style of play that suits your team, which is Ben Simmons on the ball, pushing, and getting this team to be more aggressive than having us wait for the defense to set up and collapse on Ben, and then the fan base get all up in a roar because he's not taking a jumper or he's not doing this, he's not being aggressive. You know, you got to let Ben be free. And, I, and Ben's playing his best basketball in the first half by, you know, getting out and run. Now he has to transition that into the second half. And do you think he's feeling more confident, more comfortable having a shooter like Korkmaz, i.e. like uh, J.J. Redick was on the court with him? Yeah, I think anytime he gets shooters around him that, that are catching some fire or at least getting into a, a, a good groove. And one thing I do want to stay away from is the J.J. Redick comparison that Brett Brown got into after the game. Because I just want – like. Furkan is not that guy. He's 22 years old. He's still finding his way in the NBA. I understand that's the bomber, as uh, Brett Brown said, he wants him to grow into. But I need to see more consistency from him because that's where you know when you have something special, the fact that it's not just somebody does something through flashes. They do it on a consistent basis. Okay, so let's see it, let's see it keep on going for Furkan Korkmaz. He's had nine threes, I believe it's been, in his last two games, 12 over his last three. So that's something that's, that's a good starting point. It's a good jumping-off point. But Ben needs those guys to shoot because, as we all know, we've talked about, and so we're ready to pass out, he is not going to shoot the basketball. He does not want to shoot the basketball. So he needs those guys around him to kick it out to so that he can distribute in the third and fourth quarter when he doesn't want to go to the uh, the rack as uh, <laughs> as, uh, as aggressively and he doesn't want to go to the foul line as much. And, and you bring up a good point because I actually was going to follow up with you. What can we do to get Ben to – Take those shots because I I heard the interview you had uh, and the clip that you played on your show on 97.5 Mornings with uh, Farzetta and Trey uh, that, uh, you know, it's a laughable matter. Like he's going to do what he wants to do. So yeah. that can't happen. That you know, for a team to to take that next level, they we need a guy to to buy in. So it, with him saying that, you know, basically uh, with uh, the report saying he's going to do what he wants to do. Are you are you saying that he's not buying into his own coach in this the situation that we're in right now? Yeah, I, I think the, the interview you're referring to is when we interviewed Jack McCaffrey, who was the guy that really pushed Ben Simmons and pushed him to the point of saying of using the quote that's now a little infamous at least um, the quote of uh, yeah well I'm an all star so meaning in context I'm an all star so yeah why do I need to shoot as much um, or shoot as much as you want me to at least 
So that's that's awful. That's not the right mindset any athlete should have. Oh, I'm an all-star, so my game's perfect. No, that's not what that is. And if he's settling, when a guy comes into the league with near all-star ability, which is what Ben Simmons had, and then in the second year of playing, make his first all-star game, for a guy to show any content in that is ridiculous. That's not the drive you want in any athlete. You want a guy who has an all-star ability about him to aspire to an MVP caliber. You want because that's the best. If he's playing his best basketball, the Sixers are playing their best basketball because he's their point guard. He's the guy setting up everything. But if he can rely on himself for a ten foot jumper, this should not be a big ask of any NBA athlete ever. Okay, maybe Manute Bowl, maybe George Urasan, <laughs> but not Ben Simmons to have a consistent ten foot jump shot. That's all we're asking here. And then Keith Pompey the other day saying that this is almost a laughable situation where where Ben Simmons is only going to march to the beat of his own drum. Right. That's a little ridiculous. So where is a, where's the coach challenging him? Where's the player challenging him himself? Everybody knows it's an issue. Any team can play a, 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 a zone defense on Ben Simmons in the playoffs or have a guy as, as simple as Aaron Baines sagging off of Ben Simmons in a game like what happened against the Jazz, and the, or the Suns, rather. And the next thing you know, Ben Simmons is nullified. You can't have that happen in the playoffs. So, again, we go back to the original thing that we talked about, right. which is just simple. It's just that it's not about beating the Knicks. It's not about beating the Bulls. It's not about beating the Nets today. It's about Ben Simmons getting better to the point where when you start facing the upper echelon teams in the postseason, Ben is there to rise to that occasion and, and, and play better basketball to the point where he has to have guys come out and play him to open up that spacing because they might be afraid he's going to shoot a jump shot. But that doesn't happen unless Ben actually shoots. And Ben has to, t- he has to pull the trigger. I mean, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it because in the, in the playoffs, Mark, you're not going to get many opportunities to get out on the court on a full court fast break. Fast break. So, I mean, they're going to, you're going to get defensive-minded uh, struggles in, in the playoffs, as we all know. So Ben's really going to have to step his game up. and Like he's kind of stepping up right now in the uh, all-star voting. He moved two slots. He went from the eighth slot to the sixth slot. I believe he has to get to the fourth slot to be considered for the yeah. team. Yeah, so he's you know he's making a little ground, but I, I really feel like the fan base and uh, the Ben Simmons fans are making a statement after what he said. Well, I'm an all star, you know. They're saying, hey, look, you're not playing up to all star uh, quality that we're going to sit out and vote for you. So he's going to have to right. earn it. He's going to have to earn it right now to be an all star upcoming soon. Yeah, he, he is, and and I just don't see it happening. Yeah, we're we're all rooting for it, but to be honest, I, I don't know what else I have gotten. Maybe when I was a kid arguing about Allen Iverson not practicing, and that was even before the practice rant. Um, uh, Andy best... Reid not running the ball enough. Like any old cliche in Philadelphia sports, now Ben Simmons has entered into that fray, into that category. Ben Simmons' jumper, will he shoot or won't he shoot? Put that as one of the lightning rod conversations of Philadelphia sports in the last 20 years. Mark, I- I'm sorry to cut you off real quick, but we talk about practice. Not a game. <laughs> not a game. We talk about practice. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, practice, man. And this is what Ben Simmons can do. He can practice his jumper. You've seen it. I've seen it. We've been down there pregame. You know, we see clips of him in, in practice shooting. Shoot the damn ball, Ben. Just shoot the ball. That's all we're asking. You know, you practice it. We see you can do it. Your form looks great. We just want you to shoot the ball. So, mm-hmm. you know, tonight coming up, uh, they got a matinee at 3 o'clock here with uh, the Brooklyn Nets, and this could be a revenge game for the Nets. 
Uh, Kyrie, last time they played, Kyrie only dropped uh, 14 points, and uh, he was coming back off his injury. But, you know, the guy that, that the Sixers really need to key on and focus on against Brooklyn is Spencer Didwitty. I mean, this guy is is an all-star when he sees our, our Sixer logo on the other end of the court. And the guy is shooting 44% from three. He's averaging over 17 points a game against the Sixers. I mean, what do you think the Sixers got to do this afternoon to uh, slow uh, Spencer Didwitty down a little bit? <laughs> um, I don't know if it's a matter of putting uh, a Ben on him and saying, hey, go be elite. Because Ben does have that quality where he can guard just about anybody on the floor. Um, so if that's what you got to do to to do it, do it. If you got to have Matisse Thibel go on him and say, "Hey, young buck, we're all talking about what a great defender you are. Go prove it again. Go go slow this guy down." Uh, th- those are the two guys that I'm really going to be focusing on today to kind of match up with Dinwiddie and see if they can take him off any type of rhythm that he's been able to establish against the Sixers. The guy that we haven't been talking about enough is probably the number one choice you would have to go on him, and that's Matisse, Matisse Seibel. Seibel, yeah. It's unfortunate that Ben, again, with that lightning rod of the jump shot conversation, has taken over so much. Uh, Matisse Seibel has been nothing short of spectacular as a rookie and probably the biggest bragging right of a four-year college basketball player. Um, I would love to see him out there tonight and see if that rookie can rise to that challenge. I think uh, the starting lineup that uh, Brett Brown has uh, been going with, with uh, Matisse in it, I've actually enjoyed it. Because they've been getting yeah, off, to, they've been getting I, off yeah. to a hot it, it start. Me, yeah. yeah, go ahead. It has me thinking about maybe having a guy like uh, Horford at 109 million. I know it's not conventional, uh, but you know, drastic. Uh, I wouldn't be afraid to have him come off the bench because I really don't care about the money people are making. Whatever best way they well, can help the team and earn that money, I'm for it. You're not going to bring him off the bench now with him beat out, though. You want him in? No, yeah. not off, not now, but maybe when the beat comes back. All right. Well, Dan, in that situation, we're going to need more from Mike Scott, who's definitely in a slump right now. You know, Mike Scott is not the Mike Scott that we're used to. And uh, I don't know if he needs to go throw a couple more jabs, go drink some Jack or what. <laughs> but, you know, he definitely needs to come out of his slump and uh, get get back to the Mike Scott that the Sixers know well, need. A slump when it's 42 games, 43 games, whatever point we're at now, um, that's, that's, he's having a terrible season. And I love Mike Scott, and I love the grit and all that, but we all know when when a guy is, is not having a year, and right now he's not he's having He's definitely not having a year. So, uh, yeah, but, uh, you know, Matisse Thibel, you know, the city's son, I, I do uh, expect him to be on uh, Didwitty a little bit. But, uh, once again, it's all going to come back to that guy, man, that 6'10 uh, Brahma bull, he calls himself. <laughs> and uh, yeah, if, right. if he could uh, shut down Didwitty, then I think the Sixers got a pretty good chance to uh, take in this game this afternoon. You know, Kyrie's looks like he's getting back into his uh, shape of form. And, uh, you know, the Nets are just an uh, odd team, man. The Sixers just always seem like they have uh, struggles against them. Uh, in these afternoon games, they, they throw up a clunker here and there. Even in the playoffs last season, you know, they came out the game one, the Nets took it right to the Sixers. And, uh, you know, it's just the Nets are just, I, it's one of those matchups. It's like the Pacers. The Pacers and the Nets are the two teams in the East that I would fear going into playoffs because they just match up well with the Sixers. Yeah, man. No, it, it is. It's, it is a tough matchup for them. And they, they've, they've struggled against guys in the past. They've seemed to be able to get uh, Kemba Walker under control, but. Those quick guards have definitely uh, given a lot of issues in the past. Yeah, so, you know, Mark, uh, one last thing, you know, uh, this Novell Powell, man, this guy's playing, uh, giving the Sixers some uh, good minutes in uh, good, you know, good defensive play on the floor. He's down to his last day of his two-way. So the Sixers got a, a tough, op- a tough uh, situation on their hand right here. What do you think? 
Uh, I love him as an energy guy. I mean, it's a classic thing, you know, energy guy off the bench. I think he's played very well. He gives a lot of defense off the bench. If you didn't already have um, uh, Quinn, uh, Kyle O'Quinn coming off the bench for you, if you didn't double down on your starting center position, your power forward and your center of Al Horford and Joel Embiid, I mean, really, the Sixers, it's just a tough situation. If you, if I was going to ask you in the offseason which way would you go, it's Norvell Pell or Al Horford. I would still go Al Horford. I would still go that way today. It's just that this guy, at 26 years old, I believe he is, uh, is coming off the bench and giving you some really good minutes. It's tough to see a guy like that do well but have to kind of move on from him. I can't fault the Sixers too much because they have so much invested in the big men right now. Um, but, yeah, it's just a shame. It's, it's bad math, unfortunately, and I wish – even if the Sixers would have seen it coming, maybe you don't bring in a Kyle O'Quinn at all. That the was the move that I didn't like. A guy like Norvell Powell. Yeah, I didn't like that move because of having Powell and still Bolden on the team. But you know, you know, I'm not the GM, and uh, you know, they they get paid the money to to make these decisions. So you know, I wish them a lot of luck. But uh, yo, Mark Farzetta from 97.5 The Fanatic and the Morning Show, Farzetta and Trey, check them out Monday through Friday. 5.55 to 10. They start five minutes early on top of the hour. You know, he also has uh, Jamie Lynch, Bob Cooney, and himself. And, uh, Mark, man, thanks for coming on full, Philly Full Court Press, man. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Good to be on with you, brother. All right. We'll talk soon. See you. Bye. Later. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. I have a dream that one day on the red hills of Georgia, sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners Will they be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood? I have a dream that one day, even the state of Mississippi, a state sweltering with the heat of injustice, sweltering with the heat of oppression, will be transformed into an oasis of freedom and justice. I have a dream. My poor little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream. Mark Farzetta giving us some quick knowledge of uh, what's going to happen uh, in the future. And, uh, you know, Ben Simmons, it's all about Ben, man. Right now, you know, with the big man out and that, Ben's got a really, you know, he's got to step his game up. He really does. It, this is the Ben show now. Uh, we can't wonder about this, oh, how do JoJo and Ben play well together oh, when one's amazing, the other one sucks. No, we can't worry about that now because JoJo was out. This is the Ben show right now. Next man up mentality. We You have Ben as your superstar right now. Of course, we have Tobias Harris. We have Josh Richardson. I mean... We have Furkan Korkmaz, you know, not a superstar, but he had a great he had a great game the other night. I'm just saying, and they they need great scoring off the bench. This team can get stuff done. They can pull some wins together, 
I personally think they can still make the finals, even though they're struggling right now, as long as they pull it together for this second half of the season. Definitely, definitely. I mean, I'm looking at the standard, man, and it just, it's just disgusting to me being six in the, uh, in the NBA East right now. But you're not that far behind, though. It looks yeah, bad on the surface, but, but you're you still. But you are far behind. You it, are. It's, it's so close, but it's still so far. You you are you are you are far behind because you know this. You're three games away from the eighth seed, okay? You're three games away from the eighth seed, and who's in the eighth seed? The team you're playing today at three o'clock, the Nets. So the Nets, let's say the Philly, the, the Sixers uh, come out there and uh, throw us another matinee clunker, okay? So now you're two games, you're two games out of the the eighth seed. You, you know, all right, you know, out of the loss column. So you're you're far off. You're sitting in a spot where you don't need to be. You're three games in the loss column behind the Heat. Okay, you're two games in the loss column behind the Celtics. You're a game behind the Pacers in the loss column, and then the Magic. You're eight games on them in the win column. Like that, you shouldn't be in a conversation with the Magic and the Nets down in the six, seventh, and eighth seed. This is ludicrous. This is ludicrous. This should not be happening right before the All-Star break. I don't give a damn about you wanting to grow a bomber. I don't want to get, get a damn about you trying to feel things out. It's basketball. You can roll the ball out on a pickup game right now with five guys and run the whole court for the whole day with NBA players, okay? I don't want to hear it, man. I'm sick and tired of everyone making excuses for the situation the Sixers are in. The, the, the situation they're in, they were put in this situation by their coach. I hear you. And I'm not making any excuse. But let's look on the bright side of this. The gap between where the Sixers are now and the Magic is a lot bigger than the Sixers and the Heat. Which I think puts them in a better situation but, but, as opposed to a horrible situation. You know both, what I mean? Yeah, I, I hear you. I hear you. But my brother, listen to me. You you know I, I know who's. The Heat and Magic still give the Sixers problems, especially the Magic. I'm they not, do. I'm not really worrying about the, the Heat as much, but the Magics definitely give the Sixers problems, okay? And I'm just I don't have that warm fuzzy feeling like I had in the beginning of the season or the end of last season. I don't have it and I need to see it and it sucks that you know I'm the quote unquote super fan but I don't feel it right now because of the situation they are in. Period. I mean I need to see more. And that's fair. I think we all need to see more whether you love the way this team's been playing lately or not. You need to see more no matter what. And that's just fair criticism. Yeah, so listen, Brett Brown, get it together. You know, Sixers go up to uh, Brooklyn today at 3 o'clock. Go get that win on Martin Luther King Day. And, uh, you know, thank you for listening to another edition of Philly Full Court Press. I am your host, Big T. Will. My man, Nat, thank you for the producing. We want to thank Farzetta, Mark Farzetta from the Farzetta and Trey Show, uh, 97.5 The Fanatic. You can check him out Monday through Friday, 5.55 to 10. And, uh, you know, get with us soon. We'll be talking to you on the next installment of Philly Full Court Press. Peace.